0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, July 28, 2021, and today we're reading from the big book. We're in Chapter 6, and we are on page 74, the second paragraph, notwithstanding the great necessity, reading that one paragraph only. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Laura K. 12 traditions, Andrea B. And reading the text are Marie B., Elaine C., and Katie G. as our backup. The newcomer greeter is Yvette L., and the host of the second hour is Nancy P. The reference numbers for Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 17,431, that's 17,431. And for the 10 a.m., is 17,432. That's 17432. OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now
1: ask Laura Kay to read the 12 steps. Good morning. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for your service. This is Laura Kay, gratefully recovered in New York. we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
2: Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Laura. Okay,
0: I
3: will now ask Andrea B. to read the 12 Traditions. Star one, Andrea.
4: Good morning, thank you. A little trouble this morning with the unmute buttons. Um, The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal uh, recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there's but one ultimate authority. The loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to...
0: Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute, and once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter into action, and we're on page 74, the second paragraph, notwithstanding the great necessity, reading that one paragraph. And I will ask Marie
5: B to begin reading. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for uh, your service this morning and moderating our meeting. Uh, My name is Marie B. I am a uh, recovered compulsive eater in Jacksonville, Florida. Notwithstanding the great necessity for discussing ourselves with someone, it may be one is so situated that there is no suitable person available. If that is so, this step may be postponed only, however, if we hold ourselves in complete readiness to go through with it at the first opportunity. We say this because we are very anxious that we talk to the right person. It is important that he be able to keep a confidence, that he fully understand and approve what we are driving at, that he will not try to change our plan, but we must not use this as a mere excuse to
2: Postpone.
5: So this is a really interesting paragraph because you know here's where here's where Bill is starting to tell us. So when we do this intimate and confidential step, which is what it says, and as as it describes this fifth step in previous paragraphs, as we begin to do this uh, this step, it's important that we do find the right person. Um. He does talk about the fact that, you know, it could be postponed, but during the time when this was written, as most everybody knows, there weren't a lot of people around who could hear a fifth step uh for us. And so, um uh and so he he was very generous in saying, you know, make sure that we hold ourselves in complete readiness to go through with it. But, you know, these days, uh, unless your situation is such that you're pretty isolated for one reason or another, um, and even if we are isolated, you know, if I've learned nothing else uh, during this time of uh, here recently in the past year, there's no reason for me to ever postpone. And I was the kind of person I'd find a reason uh, to avoid anything uncomfortable. And it also says we talk about finding the right person. And then it gives a description of what that right person is, and that's, You know, that's somebody um, that will fully understand and approve what I'm trying to do. Not someone who wants to fix me, not someone who wants to come in and tell me, oh, don't feel so bad about yourself, although that might be said, but someone who understands that I'm trying to no longer do what I used to do, that I have a spiritual illness, and that I have to be fully honest with someone about my part and to have them help me find my part. It's not, for me, just a, someone who will listen, although that is a huge part of it. But for me, it's so important that when I, I come out of this that they understand that I'm trying to live a whole different life. And in order to live that different life, it can't be everybody else's fault anymore. So I've found that the folks who have helped me the most, and everyone has in the numerous fourth and fifth steps I've done over the years, I've always gotten something out of it. But where I have gotten the most is when folks help me say, Yes, but let's make sure we focus on your part. And here's what you could have done or here's, you know, here is your your part of this. Um and then I'm a spiritually sick person, but I don't have to continue doing the same thing over and over again anymore. I see my patterns. I know when I get in certain situations, fear will be there um oftentimes. And so you know, this is just a beautiful step, and, and a person to help me do it is so important that they be the right person.
2: So anyway,
5: um, that's my share for this morning. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, you shares. And with that, I pass. Thank you.:
0: Thank you, Marie. Okay, so although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. Okay, um, so who would like to share on this second paragraph on page
3: 74? Sarah L. Sarah L. Anyone else? Okay, we're on page 74, the second paragraph. Um, So go ahead, Dara,
0: and then we'll get some more names.
6: Oh, great. Um, I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Um, You know, I love that this tells us, when it talks about the right person, it tells us the criteria that we're looking for. And it's not a, you know, it's not a lot of criteria. Like the person needs to be able to keep a confidence. They need to understand and approve of what we're driving at. Um and they're they, you know not try to change our plans, so like that's it, you know um, and then the paragraph above it talked about um how you know this person um we need to be able to tell our story to someone who will be you know unaffected, and so that's actually really easy, you know, in the lead chair um she talked about. How, you know, this book was written in a different time where it might have been harder to find people who met that criteria. But today, um, we're so lucky in that it's actually not that hard to find someone. Um, And also, you know, in this program, like many of the relationships that I have are with people that I will never meet face to face. They don't know, you know, my family personally. They don't necessarily even know my last name. And so there's such a sacred level of anonymity and availability in this program that I, I don't think there are excuses to postpone for us, you know, aside from maybe like, okay, it'll take a week to schedule the time with the sponsor or um And what have you. And I just wanted to share that I think really in this program, um, I feel so lucky that I really believe that when when I have a food addiction, um, I sort of begin the fifth step process immediately uh, because I have to share my food history with my sponsor um, to get clear on what my abstinence is or to share with other people in my program. And so I get to kind of practice like sharing the worst, most like, uh, unlovable parts of myself with someone who also has the exact same problem, and we get to work together um, to create an understanding of abstinence and ideals. And like, I believe that that's the first ideal that I get to create. It's like, okay, you know, I'm incapable of living into abstinence. I'm incapable of doing this on myself by myself. But I get to share with another person and with God, like what, you know, the stuff I would do with food and the stuff I'll still do um, without the help of God and without the help of accountability. Um, And so I really, you know, I think we kind of get to vet people even far before we get to the fifth step um, in this program. And I feel really grateful for that and where how this paragraph sort of applies to me today Um, is like in my 10th step, right? Like I don't have to go to one specific person. I have a God squad um, and all of them are able to keep a confidence. You know, they understand what I'm driving at uh, and they they won't try to change my mind. And, you know, and today I I daily get to practice the fifth step um, in spirit, uh, you know, not by sharing my whole story with, with any one person, but by sharing parts of Of what I think makes me unlovable. Um, And with that, I'll pass. And thanks so much for your service.
0: Thank you, Dara. Okay, so we're on page 74, the second paragraph. Who would like to share on that?
5: Siri C.
3: Siri C. Rick J. Rick J.
2: Kathy S. Kathy S.
3: Irene B. Irene B. We'll take a few more. Okay. Let's uh go with those four then. Siri C,
0: Rick J, Kathy S. and Irene B. Go ahead, Siri.
5: Hi, this is Siri C, compulsive overeater. Um, oh gosh. Um notwithstanding great necessity for discussing ourselves with someone. Um, I have, I know that I have body dysmorphia. I know that I needed a medical intervention to bring me to a health, to help bring me to a body,
7: healthy body weight. And I know that it's still a struggle for me daily. Um, but
5: I need to also make sure that, because I am, I'm anxious to talk to the right person. Right, am um, somebody that can keep my confidence because the truth is the scariest part for me is that I was a, I was a fat kid. And so in my head, I'm always going to be that fat kid. Even though I'm not that fat kid today, I'm going to act like that fat kid. I'm going to sneak food like that fat kid. I'm going to, when nobody else is around and it's just me, myself and I, Fully undressed, I'm going to be that fat kid in my head, and it's interesting. The paragraph right beforehand, right? Can't disclose anything to our wives or parents or to hurt them and make them unhappy. I can't sit there and complain about how fat I feel to my to my spouse or how you know my extra skin. I should complain to my. That's going to make them unhappy. That I need to deal with. Individually, that I need to speak to with the person that I'm anxious to speak to, with my sponsor, with my fellowship, with my group, because that's not what they see. And so if that's not what they're seeing, why should I make them unhappy with it? Why should I make them unhappy with who I was or still am or with the insecurities that I have and put that on them? That's that's selfish. That's not being hard on myself and easy on others that's putting my weight on them. So I don't want my weight on myself. I shouldn't put my weight on them. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Suri. Okay, Rick J., you're up, followed by Kathy S.
8: Good morning, my name's Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. Um, Yeah, what really uh, hit me was uh, we are engaged upon a life and death errand, you know, and it, it tells me, um, you know, that uh, if we skip this vital step, uh, we may not overcome our drinking. Uh, we may not overcome our compulsive overeating. For me, um, I didn't really need to to look around who was going to hear my story. Uh, it was my sponsor. And it was very important for me to, to, uh, have my sponsor hear my story because I want him to know me, and as I'm going through this journey with my sponsor, I want him to know what is going on with me, what triggers me, what character defects are are holding me down, and can keep coming back, so he can understand me as a complete person and to have you know really complete transparency with him. This is life and death. I can't mess around with this stuff. I have to have someone who understands me. And yes, I know we we can pick whoever we want to hear our story, but for me, I I don't want some random person or even some person that is a part of my life in some way that's not going to be engaged in my life as I go forward, as I go forward and and working the steps. But why this is so crucial for me to to uh to have this story of mine listened to and heard is because I'm being blocked. These character defects are blocking me from the power that's solving my problem, that can solve my problem. And if I don't do that with someone who has been there before and can guide me and shine their light for me, I may not get unblocked the way I need to get unblocked to access that power. So I've got to engage upon this life and death, errand with someone who understands me completely. And with that, I pass.
3: Okay. Thank you, Rick J. Kathy S., you're up, followed by Irene
9: B. Thank you, Katie. This is Kathy S., recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. And um, yeah, what stands out for me is that we talk to the right person. Um, I wasn't one of those who who uh, had, I mean, I had a lot of secrets, had a dark past, but I told everybody. I mean, I gave fifth steps, in essence, to the wrong people all the time. I would tell my manager all these deep, dark things that I was doing and and try to analyze them with them or just feel bad about it, and I would get advice. I would get, you know, all, just, oh, you're so hard on yourself. I would get, you know, just... I wouldn't get what i needed and and i love the fact that when we work the steps god brings us who we need and uh when we need it and thanks to all the sponsors that i've worked with in the past by the time i got around to this round of working the the fourth and fifth step you know i had the analysis part done i mean i had it down and um just kind of in reviewing the fourth column, going through all of my defects and seeing them. And and this time through, my, my sponsor had me use a very succinct, just a list so I could keep it kind of succinct. And as I shared with her, she didn't analyze me. She didn't go deeper. She would just very, uh, in a closed mouth way, just go, that was good. Thank you for sharing. And if there were a few things she might relate to, that was it. We didn't go deeper. We didn't, you know, make it this long drawn out process. And I had a release this time through. It was, it was wild. And I can only explain it as a God spiritual experience. And, um, you know, again, the, that being just the right person to go to someone that I trusted. And today I do my 10 steps. I keep it in in the room, in the fellowship. And I, I share them with people that I trust and, and people that offer me feedback, but aren't trying to change me, who aren't you know, just kind of looking at me like, what the heck are you doing? Because I would do that again to my husband or to friends that aren't in program. And, and they would just kind of give me this look, which always made me feel shame. And that's what always made me want to eat. And it made me even more uncomfortable. I would feel violated but today I see that I was the one doing it, again, going to the wrong people. So I really appreciate this fellowship and these steps and the opportunity uh, to share my experience. So thanks, and I pass.
0: Thank you,
2: Kathy. Irene B., you're up,
0: and then we'll open it up for more sharers on page 74, the second paragraph.
2: Good morning, I'm Irene B. I am... I'm abstinent from William. Thank you so much for your service. Um, uh you know, when I first came to to the rooms to, to OA, this thing about telling everybody somebody, not everybody, somebody, um your deepest, darkest secret it was it it was um uh, You know, I don't do feelings very much. It's very hard for me to get in touch with my feelings, but that was freaking scary. (laughs) That was super, super scary. And the biggest fear is, you know, that they're going to judge me, hate me. They're they're, going to lose respect for me. And what I found instead as I was going through my, my first fifth step with my with my sponsor, um, she was beautiful. Everything that I was so deeply ashamed of. she found a way where either she or or some kid would do the same thing and 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 she just was very open and kind. And she saw me, not through my own critical eyes, but she saw me as a vulnerable, lost human, a kid who didn't know any better. And she engaged so wholeheartedly in helping me see how irrational my thinking was. Yes, I was hard on myself, but it wasn't just being, it was just irrational. And that was such a gift to me. And she didn't say anything that I hadn't already heard. But coming from someone who knew me so well, so deeply, so compassionately, uh, it just made a difference. Uh, um, I call that the gift of love. Um, definitely a gift of love. and. Um, And I love the shares today. I've related to everything everyone has said. I used to confide. Um, Okay. I'll just say that I used to confide in people so that, you know, so they would feel sorry for me and become my friend. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank
0: you so much, Irene. Okay. So if you've just joined us, we're on page 74, the second paragraph that starts um, notwithstanding the great necessity. Reading that one paragraph only, who else would like to share?
10: Lynn Renier H. Katie G. from Boston. Laureen D. Jen F.
11: Ken WH.
7: Okay, um, Donna K. Ohio.
3: And Beverly B. Okay. from Pennsylvania. Okay, um
0: okay. I heard I heard someone and then K D G. I'm not sure who that very first person was. It was a longer name.
12: It's Lynn Renee H from Montreal. Lynn
0: Renee.
12: Okay. Thank
0: you, Lynn Renee. And so here's who I heard. Lynn Renee H, Katie G. I think it was Noreen or Laureen, I'm not sure. Then Kim, I think S. Ken W.H., Donna K., and Beverly B. Does that sound right? Okay, let's go ahead then. Lynn, a- Lynn Renee H., followed by Katie j
12: Thanks. Can I be heard? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you, I'm Lynn Renee, and I'm a grateful in recovering um, overeater. And uh with a twist of the mind, like that can go crazy as hell. And uh, what I've learned in the program for the seven past years is that what I think a lot of the time is completely not the reality. And uh, I I really think I'm the only one on the planet that does things or that thinks these kind of things. And this is one of the best part of step five for me is that when you're sharing the other person is like yeah I get you yeah I get you and I love what the person uh, one person said it starts with even at the beginning of the beginning step zero it's like uh yeah I ate like three bags of chips from Costco and when they yeah I get you and it's like oh yeah you do and it makes it like okay it's not that bad like on the, you know, on, let's say the balance of, uh, not the balance, but the scale, the scale of how not good of a person I am, it's like, oh, so now we're two, oh, now we're 200, oh no, oh, okay, now we're 2,000, oh, okay, and I'm in the park walking this morning, and it's so beautiful, and I'm like, looking at all these trees, and God, there's some that are so ugly. But they serve a purpose. And who am I to judge to say that they're ugly? Like if God created me, created all of us, like with good and less good, because I don't really like to say bad. It's just, it's the perception. The perception of what I I see. Is it that bad to steal, let's say? Well, it's not the best thing. But it's like, don't. Nobody's going to get their head cut off because they stole something. You know now, Lynn, so now don't do it. And if you make a mistake and do it again, just come clean to somebody to take off all the shame. Because the shame for me is even worse than the action. It goes on and on and on. And you know what happens to me? It becomes 2 pounds, 5 pounds, 6 pounds, 200 pounds, overweight, overweight. And that is for me the worst thing in the world. The heaviness of shame from my soul to my body to my emotion to my relationship with others and when I share it with somebody, which I agree it's always been my sponsor, because after that when I'm in the when I'm in my behavior and my mental twist, she's able to see, Oh oh, are we going back into this there? Or uh, 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 does it sound familiar? Because I can't see the reality. This is my biggest problem. I make reality from non-reality. Time, please. And, and yeah, and thank you so much because you're my, my God squad and my reality, reality squad. So thank you so much for being there
5: this morning. Have a really great day.
12: Thank you. Okay,
0: KDG, you're up, followed by Noreen
5: hi katie this is katie
13: g compulsive eater in boston You know, i think in terms of the right person it's not up to me to really define that i think it's really important that it says here that he fully understand and approve what we are driving at so what are we driving at i'm i'm driving at a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps right and they're not going to try and change my plan by saying Oh, it's okay, Katie. Forgive yourself. Like, you have no part in this. You just were, you know, drunk, which I wasn't, or you were just in the food, or you're a victim. It's really important that I have someone who is fully grounded in these 12 steps. Um, I've had people call me before and talk to me about how they've given their 10 steps to their partners, and if that works for you, that's fine. Um, But it really doesn't work for me because I need somebody who's going to say, okay, who are you resentful at, and not, not let me tell the story. Not let me delve into some big long monologue about how I've been victimized from other people. And my first <coughs> um, fifth step out of the Big Book Alcoholics Anonymous was with a, a woman I did not know. All I knew is that she was somebody in whom the problem was solved, and she, <coughs> um, and she was available, and that was it. And she was strong in this book, and that was what mattered. Because I think it's important foreshadowing. This is a life and death errand. This isn't about um, me getting affirmation from another person. This is because my thinking was so sick when I came into the, to the rooms that it drove me to eat even when my cognition knew it was the wrong thing. And I really agree that we need to talk to the right person in all circumstances. So for me, like I talked to my dietitian about my plan of eating. But my dietitian isn't someone in whom the problem has been solved. She works with lots of us, but she isn't someone in whom the problem has been solved. So I go to a recovered compulsive eater to identify the foods, ingredients, and behaviors that I've tried to control. That is the right person. I go to my doctor to help me identify what my body weight should be. I don't go to Google Doc, right? I go to the specialist, and I've learned that over the years. As I was in nursing, I went to the lactation consultant to help me determine how to feed my child and how to take care of my milk supply. and. Um, but that I don't use this as an excuse to postpone. So if you ask me what time it is, I will tell you how to make a clock. As an addict, I don't know how to answer yes and no questions. I've really got to have somebody who's accountable and holding me accountable. And I just wanna say I'm breathtaking grateful for all the women and men who hold me accountable to this program of recovery who don't enable me and who tell me the truth because that's what we're looking for here, not my part, the truth. Where am I selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid? And how can I get connected to God? Because that's what this whole show is about, with that I pass.
3: Thank you, Katie. Okay, so
0: now we will have, um, Nor. I believe it's Noreen, followed by Kim F.
14: Good morning, this is Laureen with an Lore. From Washington Thank you. State. <laughs> Thank you for your service today. Um and I'm a recovered uh, compulsive overeater. Very grateful. Thank thankful for this program. Um for me, I grew up um as a victim and so I told my story to everyone because I got pity, I got attention, and I got sympathy and um so I, I told my story at a, almost every opportunity.
3: <clears throat>
14: and I might have had attention for that or pity for that or people being on my side, but I didn't get anywhere. I just told my story over and over again. And I was just slogging around in the quicksand. Um, then when I was in this program, I had a sponsor and she she gave me two weeks to do my uh, inventory and we had an appointment for the fifth step which was really smart because I tend to procrastinate um, and that you know and I trusted her I'd been working with her and I trusted her I knew that being a, a vision book guide that I could and um, <clears throat> Doing my fifth step with her was a turning point in my life because prior to that time, I could only see how I was wronged and how I was a victim and I was stuck in a pity party. And doing my fifth step with her, I was able to see my part. And that just was pivotal for me, life-changing. And I'm so grateful for that. And she was very compassionate, very understanding. And she was also able to have me go go deeper to see my part and to see where I was holding on to resentments and and reminding me if you know, you won't recover if you hold on to this. You won't recover if you hold on to this. And I wanted recovery more than anything and I was willing to do that. And she knew that. And so she was the perfect person for me and I trust her. And um Anyway, I'm, with that, I'm going to pass because I'm just going to ramble otherwise. So thank you very much. Have a good day.
0: Thank you, Laureen. Okay, Kim S., you're up, followed by Ken W.H.
10: Katie, could it be Jen S.H.?
3: Sure.
15: I, is there I, <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of writing I, things quick. I
10: said Jenna.
15: Unless there's a Kim out okay. there, I'll go ahead. Okay, great. Okay. Hi, everyone. Yeah. My name is Jen F. I'm recovered in Massachusetts. Grateful to be here for this meeting this morning. I um, was compelled to speak um, because I, too, noted, like, what are we driving at, right? Like, I, I, we say this because we are very anxious we talk to the right person. It is important that he be able to keep a confidence, that he fully understand and approve what we are driving at. Um, I had spoken to lots of people outside of program prior to doing a fifth step about, you know, trying to understand me, you know, like therapists who told me, you know, it makes sense why you eat so much, Jen, because, you know, your parents are Irish immigrants and remember the famine. So you just need to feed yourself, sweetie, like you need to and they didn't fully understand and approve of what I'm driving at. The only thing that's going to work for a girl like me isn't like an act of divine providence to remove from me. The desire to eat compulsively, and thank God that has happened. But during this fifth step, you know what we were driving at was continuing to be hard on myself and considerate of others, as it says in the um, in the prior paragraph. You know, I what what I've come to learn, you know, through this process is that I have an ego disorder. You know, I cannot digest reality correctly. So what I had gone through life doing was like pounding my fists on my high chair saying, if only my parents had done this, if only my husband would do that. Um, My code was not love intolerance. My code was fairness and justice and self-indulgence. And so what my sponsor did um, was (laughs) she helped me point out, like she helped me to understand my part, you know, to be hard on myself. We laughed a lot. You know, I love my sponsor and I'm forever grateful to her um, because We are funny people, you know, and there's a lot of, we had a lot of fun. It was very somber, but at the same time funny because I I could see from repeating again and again where I'd been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and afraid that there were a lot of themes. You know, there were a lot of things that were the same. And, you know, the common denominator was me. So it wasn't about rationalizing. We weren't driving at making Jen feel good. Or understanding my history, we were driving at a spiritual experience so I could be free. You know, so um she could keep a confidence here, you know. We we I found she could keep a confidence because we had done prior, you know, we had done steps one, two, three all together. And so, you know, when I do this with my sponsees, similarly, I help them to understand my job is not to make them feel good, my job is to want them to be free more than uh more than comfortable. So um That's all I have. Thank you so much. I pass.
0: Thank you, Jen. Okay, and Ken WH, you're up, followed by Donna Kay.
11: Thank you so much. This is Ken WH, recovered compulsive eater from Cary, North Carolina. I'm just aware that postponed is in this paragraph twice, and again, when something's repeated, it's usually important. I can postpone just about anything if I don't want to do it. And uh, this is kind of saying to me, uh, don't go there, Ken. (laughs) Uh, You need to do something. You need to get it done. And um, the qualifications are pretty simple, as have been mentioned. Keep a confidence, fully understand and approve, and um, don't try to change me. Um, Those are qualifications that I cannot fully determine in someone else, so I just do the best that I can. And I have to always remember – because I know it's true for me, it's true for all of us, uh, I have no guarantee that that person will keep a confidence, that that person will fully understand. That's not the point. That's When I start thinking about that, when I start searching for the so-called right person, um, I can postpone because I haven't found that right person, at least in my own mind. The point is, is I need to get on with it. I need to get... Do the best that I can to find someone who is willing to listen. And usually people willing to listen are people in, in this program. Others just don't have the time for it. Um, so there are no guarantees. I need to remember that. And I also need to remember that step five is not step two. Uh, in other words, this person is not supposed to be a power greater than myself that will solve my problem. Um, they're really just agents of the power that I have come to understand in steps two and three. Um, God will choose that person. God will show me that person. God just wants me to not waste time and not um, get stuck in myself and stuck in my own search. And uh, to let God do the searching, uh, show me that person, and then get on with it so that I can move on and be a healthier person. So that's all I got. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Ken. Okay, and now we'll have Donna K followed by Beverly B.
7: Good morning, uh, Donna K. Uh, recovered compulsive over here in Ohio. Um, thank you for letting me share. Um, for me, uh, it was it was not about so much finding the right person. It was about me. Being and feeling uh, safe enough and trusting, um, but I also I also had a gift of de- desperation at that point. Um, I figured I had nothing to lose. Um, it was a wonderful experience. I um, very grateful, and I, I basically surrendered to the process, and I, I trusted I trusted the twelve steps. Um, It's an honor to be able to take someone's fifth step. Um, It helped me feel human. It helped me open up, love myself. And yes, I did take care of that extra hour that my sponsor said I had to go back and think about it. Did I miss anything? And yep, I went back. I went back after my hour of quiet. And um, it was the big enchilada that came out that time. So I was really such relief, physical, emotional and spiritual. And um, anyway, I'm very grateful, grateful for the program and my recovery. And um, with that, I'll pass.
2: Okay,
0: thank you. Um, So we still have 10 minutes, so we can take uh, at least three more. Who else would like to share on page 74, the second paragraph?
16: Hello, this is Raquel from Israel. Vasa Raquel, O,
0: Vasa, Yvonne T, and
3: Pete
0: B. And Pete B. Okay, well, let's see if we have time for all of you. Uh, Raquel E, Vasa O, Yvonne, I think you said L, and Pete B. Go ahead, please, Raquel.
16: Yes, hello. Beverly, B
0: i'm sorry um we, we should, will not have time for any more go ahead please raquel yes um
16: well um i i uh, can you hear me? this is so yes. incredible uh-huh. this this thing about the this step and whom you are giving it to, and how God is in the way i might perceive, how he is orchestrating this whole thing which um to me it seems like we are all in God's special olympics you know like a special needs class we've got a special schedule and 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 um um how do you say curriculum for every one of us and you tell me what are the chances that a girl who was born in in uh, romania transylvania will find somebody in Humana hospital in, in the, in the, um, what do you call it? that's recovery place, um, South Carolina to take a fifth step and tell me that that exactly happened to her. You know, I don't believe it. But this was the first time that I gave the fifth step because I was there in rehab uh, in 1989. And I was really desperate. I was already in pro- Programs in '79, but this was the first time that yeah you know, they brought in people from town, um, uh, from an OA group, to uh, uh, to um, individually with people um, do the whatever we needed, and so it was the fifth step that I gave her, and the chances that her story will be similar to mine, and that she would have. Such comforting, yes, I needed comforting in those days, uh, more than pointing out uh, my my shortcomings. That was the phase of my development when I found myself having to care for four kids by myself with no financial support and um, in a place, you know, far from family. And God helped me even with that to find the right person to encourage me and to say, you know, that this story is a, has a universal aspect to it and that she experienced it. And, and I could go on from there, but for me, this whole chapter, you know, this whole piece talking about the fifth step is so precious because it is such a big privilege to do it with other people mm-hmm. and to see how God's miracles unfold in their lives. After, and in my life, after you do a fifth step, suddenly people come into your life. Now, some people came into my life from 1977 that I even forgot that they were in my life. I got a a blog from someone who even stayed at my house with two kids at some time. And um, it's all wondrous. But just thank, I'm so grateful uh, for program and for or my my family there. Fine please. Yes, we are listening to each other. So just thank you so much and I best.
17: Thank you Raquel. Vasa, oh you're up followed by thank Yvonne. You. Hell. Thank please. you good morning everyone. Basa, grateful. Ritab with compulsible Council from Massachusetts. <laughs> and thank you Katie for your service and everybody's service this morning. I just love listening to every one of the of you. And I can identify, and I am you. <laughs> so I'm so grateful that I'm in a place where I feel at home. So we are in step five, and uh, number one for me, uh, I needed to work on my abstinence to get detoxed from the uh, cocaine, <laughs> sugars, whatever you want to call it, um, uh Toxic foods that I was putting into, into my body, and that was just enough for me at the beginning to to be able to do that one day at a time, one meal meal at a time. And it is the, by the grace of my higher power, I had put the food down. And my sponsor said I needed to go on now, you know, go to step four and five. And she was a um, uh, she, she was a friend of my family. And I really didn't want to, she knew my husband, she knew my children, everybody, and I really didn't want to tell her about everything. And, um, and anyways, she suggested for me to go out, get some counseling, and she could only guide me up to her level. And I, that's what I did because I thought, well, yeah, they're going to keep it underneath the lock, in the file, nobody's going to see it, and I will die with the rest of the stuff in my grave. And that was good. That was a good thing. I went there, but and then um, I was going to step meetings, and then I uh, I heard this uh, woman came and shared about the, doing the process, but the big book, the way it's laid out. She was the first one that I she spoke at our meeting, and I went and I grabbed her, and she said I was her first sponsor, sponsor that had gone with me first, you know, and and I was. So I did it with her, and I've done with, I've, I've been able to open up. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed to talk about stuff, you know. And that was the block, you know. Block, the food was the biggest block from my higher power and the character traits. So um, it works, and I just have to keep on reminding myself to keep going back and forth to the steps the way they're laid out. And I have the confidence, and I have the trust, it's going to work, and it is working. I have no doubt in my mind if I keep on doing what, you know, we are doing here, it's working. What a, what a blessing. What a gift from God that I'm, you know, to be doing all this work with all of you. And it's such a freedom from the food addiction. It's such a freedom from my fears, worries, and anxiety. I mean, I can get them every once in a while. I'm a human being. It doesn't control me any longer. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
3: Oops, sorry about that. Okay, thank you so much, Vasa and L. Um
0: L. I'm sorry, Pete, it doesn't look like we'll have time for your share, but maybe you can stick around for the second hour.
2: Go ahead, and
18: hi, uh, hi, this is Yvonne, T Is in Tom from Pennsylvania. T, okay. I you. just want to say um, I've done two fifth steps, and in both cases, I gave, gave it to my sponsors, two different sponsors at the time. And afterwards, I just felt like the biggest weight was lifted off my shoulders. I felt so light. Um, there were so many reasons. I thought I was a horrible, shameful person. And in both cases, you know, uh, my sponsor at the time said, um, oh, is that all? You know, and um, it, it was just one of the most caring things I've ever done for me was, um just tell somebody all the rotten things I did and um, just have that weight lifted off my shoulders. I've always heard in recovery, you're only as sick as your secrets. And believe me, I grew up in a family that you don't tell anybody anything. We have to look good. And um, I, I've learned that role doesn't work for me in recovery. I've told somebody a part of my story Um you know, there are no more secrets. I've told, I've ever all my secrets I have told to somebody. And it is just like such a big weight was lifted off my shoulders. And with that, I pass, and thank you for letting me share. I'm so grateful for this program. Thank you so much. Okay, and thank you to everyone who shared this morning.
0: Um, uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, July 28th, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 17,441. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Elena C. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
10: Good morning, everyone. This is Elena C. from Green South Carolina, a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater.